Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame. I'm your host, Frank, and today I'm joined by... Nice to meet Peter. Hello, Frank. Hi, Peter. How are you doing? Doing. I might be sounding a bit croaky. <coughs> We're recording this the morning after the UK Games Expo has finished, after we've run three organised play events and yep. one day worth of demoing Arkham. So it's been a long weekend. Yeah, my voice is starting to feel it as well yeah. now. <laughs> Uh, a couple of late nights, but it's been really, really good. And we thought just before we check out of our room and go our separate ways, we'd catch this time to record together and just do some of our first thoughts yeah. from what we did. Specifically Arkham, not our like games hot takes from the UK Games. Well, you expect. certainly ask us those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at my can. snowman go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a tiny dice game is Peter's <laughs> hot pick from the expo. Yeah. A very aggressive tiny dice game. So what we wanted to talk about was a couple of things we thought went well with the events we ran and maybe a, a couple of our kind of immediate reactions about what we could improve or what we'd like to see change. Yeah, yeah. First first you, Frank, what do you think went well? Given that this reminded me of organising Arkham in Flames to a certain extent, I think one of the things that I've learned and that I think went well is that it's great to group people before an event so that they can communicate but that also some Arkham players just want to turn up and sit down and play and they're not that interested in doing the grouping. And I feel like we managed to accommodate both types of people. There were some people who wanted to plan and had been grouped and like that and there were other people who weren't that interested in that and that was also okay. Yeah. And as organisers, sort of being open to both of those things, so knowing that people might turn up. We had a good sense of here are the tickets we've sold and the people who filled out the form, and then also here are the tickets that we've sold with the people who haven't really communicated with us. For Arkham and Flames, if no, if you don't communicate with us, we kind of didn't know what you were going to bring, and we needed players to bring scenarios, but because this was Asmodee, they could provide all the scenarios, so in a way, people could just turn up with a deck in their bag, and we could fit them in, and that, I think, worked quite well. It did, yeah. The, the only... I think in the morning, everyone was playing by about three minutes past ten, yeah. Which isn't bad for a planned 10 o'clock start. In the afternoon, we had one person who was playing in another event who was running a bit late. Mm, so one okay, group yeah. started about half an hour late. But they were they were a pretty good group, so they blasted through it in the time allowed anyway. Uh, and everyone else started pretty much on time. A couple groups had overrun in the morning, mm. and then they started later in the afternoon. But they were fine with that. They just, yeah. they just managed themselves. So yeah, it was really good, and everyone was really patient. Yes, the patience of Arkham players to like fit in with each other and things like that. We even had one player who started the event, then was going to go and play Destiny, and we had someone watching who said that they'd be willing to sub in and play for that person. Yeah, he got really in. It was like a Leo combo deck. Yeah, yeah. And this new player got very excited about his twenty-four ammo on his BAR and that kind of thing. That was yeah, really yeah. Cool. He was, uh, it was well, like this is a this is a combo deck. It's a bit weird. And then in two turns, he had like five stacks of ammunition on his weapon. <laughs> yeah. He's loving it straight away. set up for the rest of the game then. Yeah, and then um, really I noticed on the the end table at Depths of Yoth, they had someone who was sitting with them. Yeah. And he kept on subbing in for one of the other players when they went to the toilet or whatever. So, yeah, it was like a tag team. It's like your your four people in the relay race, but also your reserve. Yeah, that's just right. ready yeah. for the heat <laughs> needed. Yeah, that was nice. That was That was really good. What else did you think went well? Well, the the other thing, it actually, what you said leads on to what I was going to say, which is that uh, it was really good to see. 
you assembled teams with individual people sometimes. So it happened a couple of times that three or four people didn't have a partner or didn't have three other people to play with. And you just pull in people from other games, uh, who, who other people like that, stick them together and hope they do okay. Yeah. Uh, and actually all of the groups like that seem to have a really good time. There's one group uh, at the bottom of the table for uh, Guardians of the Abyss. They seem to just get on like a house on fire instantly. Yeah. They, uh, they, and every time they did something cool, they called us over to show what they were doing. That was the group that they had to pass a combat five check. Yeah. And they decided between them that Wendy would be the best person <laughs> yeah. to take that test with her powerful combat of one. So she did the test and passed it. Yeah. It's Wendy. Which I just thought was incredible. And then next time I saw them, Wendy was riding a night gaunt and kind of... <laughs> firing her bow. <laughs> firing her bow <laughs> off the night gaunt with the night gaunt whistle in her mouth. Just incredible, yeah. Yeah, people seem to play well together, which is really nice. It is a challenge if people have come from only playing this game by themselves to then meet other people. I think it was really good. It reminded me of that first Labyrinth, I think we did, where one group was four solo players who were all meeting for the first time and they'd all built like really decent decks because they're so used to playing solo they could all turn their hands to everything yeah you kind of yeah you kind of need that to a certain extent if you're grouping people that the decks can actually do things you don't want to turn up with a deck that is completely one-dimensional yeah and yeah. hope that you get enough people who can cover your back or whatever yeah so what about something we could have done a bit better Frank uh, God. Hmm. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. <Yeah. laughs> well, it was it was funny as we were talking about this over breakfast. I was thinking there are lots of small things I would improve. Yes, that we could could tidy up, could improve. So, for instance, uh, prize support was good, but we could have done even more. We didn't have a special prize for the person who got lowest in depths of yoth, and maybe having something like that would have been nice. We got a bit of feedback that. It was quite noisy where we were seated. Yeah, especially if you're not used to the environment that's being played in. There's mm. announcements happening every round for the other card games. Yeah. And people shouting into mics and people shouting judge and things like that. And if you are if you need to communicate a lot with your team, it can make it harder if you're having yeah. to shout over the table. Uh, but I think that's something we can probably solve quite easily. If we're positioned right, if we'd asked Asmodee to put us to the end of one of the halls. Yeah. Uh, that might have worked out a bit better, but you know, it was that was just where we are. And it's worth noting that we got that feedback for Arkham and Flames as well, that it was noisy with the trains going over. Oh yes, we did. And you and I like to play in game shops and are happy with ambient noise, but some people aren't used to playing in that kind of environment. Yeah. And yeah, maybe it's something worth thinking about for future events, about that being one of the stipulations, either that we get a quiet corner or that we get, yeah think a bit more carefully about that yeah the other thing that stayed with me I suppose is about making sure we accommodate all players and this is something that you mentioned a couple of times over the weekend about how diverse the Arkham playing group is yeah yeah and I think we did a good mixture of that so we did Guardians of the Abyss where the results in the morning affected the afternoon which meant you were kind of invested in trying to do as well as you could for the for the benefit of the whole group. Yeah. And then Depths of Yoth was more specifically a kind of competitive thing. Although, again, you're competing with the scenario. Yeah, I think it's hard to have one event that does both things, that yeah. is, has the competitive side people like and the narrative side, and one that has the more 
optimized uh, competitive element. Mm. So it's it's something we'll we'll continue to chew over. I think I think that having two events, yeah, is good. So that caters to two different groups of people. Mm-hmm. People who want to work together and get an optimum result, they can do that. And people who want to experience a narrative and aren't too fussed about whether they they die or not, as long as it's interesting, mm. they can still play as well. In an ideal world, you'd come to an event like this and there'd be a new scenario, maybe some kind of multiplayer thing that cares about how many people are there. Yeah. And something that's maybe an immersive, cool scenario that you've not played that's story-led. And maybe some challenge or something like that. Like, there's three different events going on there. Yeah. And we've been, all, we've been trying to kind of cram them all into one. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. And actually spreading them out is maybe the, the right way. And we were thinking this morning... Of all the players we saw, I think only three played on both days. I could be forgetting someone, but I think it was only three players. Yeah. Which means that we got that we, we catered to quite a range of people then. There were people coming only for one part of Guardians. Yeah. Or for Depths of Yoth. And it wasn't it wasn't just the same thirty players doing all three. And that's quite pleasing, I think. Yeah. The other minor thing I thought would be something like a do slots for doing Depths of Yoth mm-hmm. and maybe limit people's time as well because I know some of those those games went on quite a while yeah if people like it that's fine uh, but maybe have like starting slots for people yeah so they can sign up in advance and then maybe sign up as a team so tell them you come to buy a ticket on this day and you sign up on a sheet when you want to start playing uh, okay that's nice yeah maybe I mean, it actually depths of off worked out fine. Yeah, yeah, we weren't pressed <laughs> at the time. By everyone, by eleven o'clock, everyone had started, and everyone was in their teams, and there was no hassle. There was uh, one of the solo players. We said, "Go away for an hour, come back," and then the other people will be there, yeah. and they were. Yeah. So maybe I'm worrying over nothing, but it was my worry before we started mm. that that would be difficult. Yeah, and depths of off can go long. Yes, it, we, and it did, and we, <laughs> and we didn't run out of time. But maybe even just bracing players for how long it's going to be as well. You know, we didn't plan a lunch break for that, but each team individually at one point had to sort of take a break and step away. Yeah, because that's kind of exhausting. Yeah, that that's a possible thing as well. I think we could do better around managing people's time expectations. Yeah, and maybe we could be firmer on cutoff times for things. Yeah, you don't want to be that person. But you know, Labyrinths of Lunacy when it originally came out in Gen Con had very strict time. Yeah, yeah. I think so that you didn't end up with a five-hour event of people kind of relaxing into it. Yeah. So yeah, may- maybe some events time is enforced, and other events are much more relaxed and open. Maybe. Maybe yeah. yeah. So these are just our initial thoughts, just some reactions, something a short episode. If you are at the expo, thank you so much for coming and playing in our events. Thank you so much for coming over and saying hi. If you weren't playing but you wanted to say hello, thanks for the people who came and played Miskatonicas on Saturday night. That was really cool. And if you want to send us your own feedback informally, we're going to be probably sending some sort of a report to Asmodee about what we did, what we think went well, maybe getting it all in writing so they can see that and reflect (laughs) on it. Yeah. Well, just a couple of thank yous from me. Thank you to uh, the, one of the chaps who came to both days, Paul, 
uh, was very happy to provide decks mm. and encounter cards for some of the events. Yeah. So it actually probably wouldn't have happened without him. We had to find <laughs> someone else to have done those things. Yeah. So thank you, Paul. Thank you to Asmodee for trusting us to do the event. And just a quick thank you to, I think it's Firestorm Cards, mm. yeah. who, who had the scenario cards in stock when we couldn't find the stock to run the event. <laughs> so we got the cards from there and then it all just went smoothly from that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it did go smoothly. And thank you to you, Frank. And to you, Peter. Amazing. Yeah. Great. Thanks very much for listening. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.